Ben Rosenthal. And I'm a, a slimy scoundrel who steals my co-host's words. I'm Ben Rosenthal and I'm the host. I say all the words. Floppy, why would you steal my words like that? Because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Well, I can't argue with that, can I? Like you, when you're you here can't. making all these good points, it makes it very hard for me to, to counterpoint you. That's but correct. I will counterpoint with this. Yes. Anto? Hi. <laughs> you were saying? I wasn't saying anything. No, you were. No, I wasn't. No, I distinctly remember. You Pretty were sure count- you had a valid point. You were going to counterpoint uh, Floppy here. Oh, counterpoint. Uh, I'm Ben Rosenthal. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, touche. There touché, can't be touché. more. There, there isn't one. Well, there actually is. He's a baseballer and he's very, very successful. But there can't be more than one Ben Rosenthal. I am the No, only- no, what you mean to say is... Nobody wants more than one. Ben Nobody Rosenthal. wants more than one Ben Rosenthal. All right, They're, one of me is more than enough. Correct. Um, but more importantly, mm-hmm. you can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. Yes. And that wonderful stuff is buff, not tough, but kind of rough. I am, of course, talking about floppy. Sorry, bit of fluff. That's enough. Are we going to talk about the stuff? Mm. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Game of the Year through the decades, Ruined 80s it. edition. Ruined it. Absolute wet blanket you are. <laughs> Couldn't think of a rhyme. Thought, oh, I'll be professional now. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, have we decided if we're renaming Quiz on Your Face? Are I we think going we to- should rename Quiz on Your Face. I think that's a good Re- idea. Are we gonna, we, uh, we'll announce it now because like, we're recording this after. Like, oh, we're breaking down the fourth wall. We record this after we've already <laughs> so we, recorded we, the show. What are we renaming it to? Ready? Three, two, uh, I'll, I'll do the counting. Ready? You're ready for quiz. Floppy, you're not ready for all this. And quiz. I don't like it. You're ready for quiz. I don't like it. I mean, we could always just throw the name out in the air to like our Patreons or something. No, no, no. It's my game. It's quiz on your face. or my game. It's my house. I'm player one. No. That's right. Little brother, you can be Luigi. I'm fine with that. He's better than Mario. What? What? Controversial opinions here at Hack the Dino. Take your oversized sword and go sit in the bad boy's corner. (laughs) That's what he says. No, no, no. It's not what he says to him. The point you need to know is that Game Boy Games is a proud supporter of Hack the Dino and has been for many a year. That's why we here at Hack the Dino encourage you to use your money to buy Game Boy Games. If you want Game Boy Games, head on over to GameBoyGames.com or whatever it is it is. uh, And then uh, maybe just go to HackTheDino.com and click the Game Boy Games link instead. And you too can play the floppy game. You can. And what else can you do when you're at hackthedino.com? You can go over to the Patreon link and possibly become a Patreon yourself. Many different tiers, all with different benefits. Mm. Uh, we're going to say thank you to a few of those people now. So thank you to Ash Knight, Karen Knight, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indie, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dad. Game Boy Dad. Game Boy Dad. not say it like that. Game Boy Dad, like Alan Partridge. Thank you. Thank you. And while you're over at hackthedino.com, don't forget to go on over to Spotify or whatever podcast app you may be listening this to on 
English. Uh, and give us a five-star rating, if you would. Uh, and also leave a comment, because that helps with the algorithm. Um, noticed a little bit of a lull in the, the new people jumping on board. So if you can leave a review or leave five stars or maybe share the podcast episode, that would be fantastic, because more people listening justifies our existence, which is always nice for everyone. And while you're there, head on over to youtube.com backslash hackthedino or twitch.tv backslash hackthedino and be sure to follow us there and, and you know just make us life worthwhile because if it's we not, need validation we'll, we'll just stop seriously just share it with one other person and that helps us out hugely three just two, go three. hey you like beards we got them do you like do you like bald noggins we got that too do you like luscious beautiful thick wavy hair better believe we've got that do you like intelligent conversation about video game journalism go somewhere else ign's pretty good yeah <laughs> Anyway, Floppy. Yes, mate. You were doing some uh, sleuthing and some journalizing. Journalizing? Yeah, okay. Sure, if you can call that accidentally coming across something. Yeah, sure. Uh, I found a little bit cool piece of info this week. Yeah. Uh, that was doing the rounds on social media, but I noticed it and I think I flicked it over to you. Mm-hmm. Shang Tsung, mm-hmm. who we know as. Uh, no, God, what was his name? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, but what was his actual name? Huh? I can't remember the actor's name. From Mortal Kombat, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Thank you. Is in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, making Mortal Kombat and Sabrina the Teenage Witch the same universe. So this happened uh, in 1997 to promote the upcoming sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Said actor reprised his role as (laughs) Shang Tsung from the first film in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch entitled Get Over Yourself. See what they did to get over here. Mm, I saw. Say, I, saw. I saw. Uh, it is revealed that Shang Tsung is actually Sabrina's uncle by marriage. And while in town on business, he pays the Spellman's a brief visit. Sabrina's aunts are not thrilled when, when he fixes uh, dinner, raw boar, uh, or when he takes Salem's, the cat's soul, uh, after he's insulted by him. Uh, to get it back, Sabrina agrees to help promote this year's Mortal Kombat tournament and shenanigans ensue. So I've done a bit of research. I really wanted to watch this and I never got around to you it. You should watch it because that's absolutely false. What? That whole story is absolutely false. It's a lie on social media that came out in 2015. Really? You couldn't tell me that before the show. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, he appeared around the same time as Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but he was a karate competitor who went up against Sabrina, and she used her magic to win the Kung Fu competition against him, and he knew something was up. He wasn't Shang Tsung. It was the same actor, and it was the time of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but that was all false. Damn, That's right? Me. You set me up, man. <laughs> Did you even send that thing to me? <laughs> no, truth be told, Truth be told, I only found this out last night when I decided to research it. I was trying to find footage of it and came across the fact that it was all right. Damn went- lucky I didn't do that because I was trying to do that too. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go and watch this episode. That sounds wicked. See, what's going to happen in uh, next show is Ben's going to reveal he was actually responsible for the hoax back in 2015. That's right, because I am <laughs> eternal. I like that you think that Ben has that much forethought. <laughs> He's been planning it all this time. <laughs> There you go, kids. Do not believe everything you read on the internet, as Abraham Lincoln once said. (laughs) No, what this really translates to is don't trust Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Get Floppy to check his facts first. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just believe everything he says. But Floppy, you've been doing some other research as well. I have. Now, I also have a little costume change for this too. Do you want me to like cut to something else while you get changed? 
No. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it here. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. We'll do it live. Uh, so the topic of this uh, of this part of the show is Game of the Year Through the Decades, the 80s edition. So we've got an 80s edition. Bum, uh, I, mean, I already had my denim jacket bum, on. Bum, bum. Decided to add to it. Marty McFly style. That is freaking amazing. Michael Towns has called it. It's a thriller jacket. That's right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the jacket read the screen thriller. with these. <laughs> Uh, so what is that you've got on for the podcast listeners? Uh, this is a replica Marty McFly vest. Mm. It actually is a Back to the Future Puffer jacket. branded one. It, it's amazing. Cool. I am so jealous. <laughs> so very work, jealous. <laughs> so cool. Anyway, what are we doing, Floppy? Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Game of the Year through the decades. Now, this, this show, we're going to talk about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now, I also will go out and say that there is no definitive Game of the Year for each year back then. There was many different sort of magazines or, like there is or now. things like that. Like every outlet has their own game of the year. So I went through and I sort of cherry picked. So this is Floppy's idea of the games of the year from the ones that were awarded games of the year many times. Let the record show. <laughs> there is no definitive one. This is all Floppy's fault. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll start off. So start off with 1980. Amazing year. Year of my birth. Uh, game of the year for 1980 It was Pac-Man Oh mate, Pac-Man uh, So this came out in the arcades And it was developed by Namco And originally called Puck-Man Which I didn't know Has quickly Really? Become... Have you not seen Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, but I don't think I ever noticed that in it. There was a lot of other flashy stuff going on No, no, it was an anecdote He told uh, Ramona Flowers and Knives Chow Yeah, it's I uh... may have just thought that was something from the film no, oh. no, it's legit like a thing. Um, there you go. I'm pretty sure it was they changed it from puck to pack because it was easy to deface the P and make it an F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway. uh, hang on, no, I think it was actually it meant something else in Japanese. Oh, it might have done. Like when they changed the letter. Anyway, mm. uh, anyway, so the, uh, Pac-Man, of course, has quickly become one of the most recognizable video game characters in history. Uh, he needs to be. He needs to eat pellets in this game. Progressively more complex mazes while avoiding ghosts named Blinky, Clinky, Inky, and Clyde. Do you know they're also making a live-action film of this? Name? I did know that. Actually. Hack the Dino reported on it uh, exclusively over Instagram. <laughs> did you know that Pac-Man was briefly considered to be a playable character in Super Smash Brothers Brawl under Shigeru Miyamoto's suggestion, but the idea was scrapped. Until what game did uh, Pac-Man become playable? Anto, what Smash Brothers? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in um, Ultimate. Yes. Oh, really? So yeah. they've done it? Yeah, sure there's an amiibo of him. Oh, no, he was in 3DS, apparently. There you go. That's right, yeah. No, sorry, he was. It was him, Mega Man, and some other characters that yeah, made it He was supposed 3DS. to be in Brawl. Didn't get there. But he got there in the end, and that's he got what really matters. got there in the end. <laughs> All right, next one, Ben. 1981. 1981, Donkey Kong. The old monkey boy. Donkey Kong. I... Created by Shigeru Miyamoto when he was tasked with converting the failed game radar scope into a game that would appeal to an American audience. Incidentally, those game radars, if you find an original Donkey Kong machine that I think is red, Mm -hmm. it will have the game radar scope stuff still in there. Because all they did was swap the boards out. Okay. Uh, And also, I don't know if you've got this here, uh, Donkey Kong was originally supposed to be Popeye, but they couldn't get the rights to it. Yes. Oh, really? So Jumpman or Mario was uh, going to be Popeye. Uh, Pauline was Olive Oil and Bluto was the one throwing barrels at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because Mi- Shigeru Miyamoto loved Popeye. Uh, you play as Jumpman, Mario and need 
uh, to rescue your girlfriend Pauline was quickly released on nearly all consoles and home computers. I played this on PC. Yeah. For the first time ever. Well, yeah. like, for the first time I ever played it. Yeah. First and I could I... never get past like the second level as a kid. Anto? Yeah, I, same boat as Floppy. I couldn't get very far in it at all when I was younger, but the first console I played this on was, weirdly, the Atari 2600. <laughs> yeah, I played it on the NES uh, as part of the Donkey Kong Classics. I remember I got that with my NES when I got it for Christmas one year. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and just sat down there and played it, played it, played it. So this had Donkey Kong as well as Donkey Kong Jr. I'm assuming you, like everyone watching has probably has also watched it, like the King of Kong yep. documentary. Great documentary. It is a great documentary. It is, un- like, I don't know how much of that is played up in some of the interviews or anything like that. If it is, there's some salty people out there with Donkey Kong high scores and stuff, man. Oh, yeah. It's just all ego. It Everything in this world is ego, especially when you uh, live... Oh, I'm not going to get into it, but if, if your life isn't uh, or, what you thought it was going to be and you can grasp onto one... One thing. One thing, then you're going to make sure that you, that's protected. <laughs> Ulrich in the chat says, first time you played it was in downtown. Oh, downtown. You remember downtown? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's so cool. I don't. I was too young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to 1982, possibly one of the years that Ben could have been born. No, I'm eternal. Yeah, all right. Uh, game of the year released on the arcade was Cubit. So I remember playing Cubit. I played Cubit. Uh, it was one of the first video games I played. Really? Was, my dad had it on in, uh, the PC that he had at home years later, not in 1982. Uh, so it's a 2D puzzle adventure that used an isometric view that created like this faux 3D effect. Um, each level requires you to change the color of each cube by hopping on it while avoiding obstacles and enemies. And this somehow got a TV series. Pac-Man got a TV series. Yeah, I know. Pac-Man, I could see. This, I did not How think... How can you see? He's a pizza. Like, who looks at that and goes, yeah, like this guy's got eyes at least. Pac-Man's <laughs> a, a circle with a triangle missus. Like, you know what? That'd make a good TV series. Let's give him kids. What uh, do you reckon? What be... do you reckon the... the cubit is oh god an ostrich <laughs> yeah it looks like like part anteater maybe personally yeah. i think is a cocaine fueled nightmare that someone a came cocaine up with fueled nightmare. Uh, judging from the 80s video game development <laughs> scene yeah, yeah highly probably. probable did yep. you ever play this i've not played cubit can you believe have you ever played this anto i have uh i had it on a was it namco who made this uh, yes. Uh, sure. I'm yep. pretty sure I had this on a compilation disc for PS1, so I played it in like 1996. Yeah. So I played it in I played it in the mid to late 80s, I'd say, uh, when my dad had one of the games that he had on there was Space Invaders. Nice. Space Invaders had Cubit, had something else. Well, when I want to play Space Invaders, I simply just go over to my 1977 original Taito uh, Space Invaders cocktail machine <laughs> that I've got sitting in my game room. He's <sighs> snoring out of jealousy, people. No, he said I haven't got room for that. <laughs> In 1983, Mario Brothers for the arcade came out. Now, I'm talking about Mario Brothers, not Super Mario Brothers. Originally designed by Miyamoto and Gunpai Yokai as a spin-off to Donkey Kong, it took the Plumber Brothers, Mario and Luigi, and turned them into probably the best-known video game characters ever. The setting of sewers running and jumping over pipes and flipping turtle enemies became a staple of the series. On October 16th, 2015, Steve Klesiath... Steve? Him. Just Steve. Good old Steve-O obtained the world record for the arcade version at 5,424,920 points. That is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Um, would you believe I don't think I ever played this really? Mario game until uh, I played on my Switch? Really? Yeah, I played Super Mario Brothers. Yep. But I don't think I ever played Mario Brothers. Because when I was watching the footage of this and I was looking at it and I was like, 
why isn't it in Toadstool Land and and Mushroom World or whatever? And I was like, Matt, like this is legit the first one. And I don't remember ever playing this. It's a pretty fun game, but it's pretty one note. Like the enemies get harder, um, but it's it's not the best. And yeah, and then I realized you're literally in sewers. Just yeah. like like and that they're turtles like like these legit plumbers plumbers game. Yep, yep. Anto, um, I played this the first time I think when I don't know what year it was. It was either two thousand one, two thousand two, when the Game Boy Advance first came out. Um, I played this not this specific arcade perfect version, but the sort of deluxe remake they made and tacked on to every Super Mario Advance game they released. Yep. Um, I had. Actually, a lot of fun playing this in multiplayer using link cables. Yeah, um, multiplayer is absolutely hilarious yeah. in yeah, multiplayer. Right. Uh, you control people so bad. I used to troll my sisters with a version that we had. So you'd uh, work as a team. At least that's what I told my sisters. And they'd go, I'll, I'll get them underneath and you jump up top. Okay, yeah, cool. And just as they were jumping up to go get them, I'd jump it again. they come back alive and kill my sister. Oh, <laughs> rude. You man. heard it here first, folks. Ben likes filicide. <laughs> Well, Floppy killed my father, so I'm allowed to... I don't know where you're going with that. I'm sure there's going to culminate... I'll tell you where I'm going, to the funeral home to see my dearly departed dad that you killed. It's going to culminate in something, but... Well, I think it already did culminate. What, what, are you going to kill him again? Sure. Anyway, what's next? (laughs) Uh, Next one is one we all know. 1984. Uh, Tetris. Created by a Soviet software engineer. Now, I'm sure I'm going to... Make a Alexei Alexei Pachinov. Pa- pa- Pachinov. Yep. Uh, so he developed Tetris due to his love of puzzles and quickly became one of the most recognizable games of all time. Has been released on nearly every gaming platform ever. Mm-hmm. Now this is a compilation video of different Tetrises that you can see. Like, and he got screwed out of royalties for it. He did. We'll get to that. So it sold well over two hundred million copies. Has been used on many research studies to analyze like its theoretical complexity, its effect on the human brain. Um, the pieces actually have a name. Mm. Uh, Tetraminos? Tetraminos. Mm. Tetra- Tetraminos or Tetraminos? Uh, uh, they're called Jeff. They're called Jeff. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, intellectual property didn't exist in the Soviet Union in the 80s. Uh, so he didn't get the rights to his creation until 1996. And I'm pretty Whoa. sure he had to go through a whole heap of hell to get it. Oh, yeah. There's actually a comic about it. I've got it in there. Yeah, I've seen, yeah there yeah. is. I've seen Greenlight Comics. Green Comics in the city. Uh, had a, is it a graphic novel? Yeah. About the um, the trials and tribulations of creating Tetris, but uh, this is also one of those games that uh, my dad had when we were growing up, and I played the heck out of. Um, I got oh, whoa, that one's next level. Um, I got pretty good at it. I didn't get anywhere near as good. My uncle was amazing. Mm. He could he was like some savant where he could see shit coming before, like uh, before it was there. Um, it was so long until I realised that I could see what the next piece was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realize that for so long. Ah. Until I was like well into my teens. I even now, like you can play this on Switch Online. Yeah. um, Tetris 99, the Battle Royale game. Yeah. That is so much fun. It is fun. And so intense. For those of you who haven't seen it, a Tetris 99 is you have like, it's like a Battle Royale. So you have 100 people playing Tetris or 99 people playing Tetris. When you get rid of lines or blocks of lines, it goes to someone else and it gets added to theirs. So you've got this constant fighting to not just get rid of your blocks but then to avoid or try and get rid of the blocks that other people have been putting on you and oh it's just it's cool it's a good time uh chaotic there's other versions of tetris as well there's wetris what yeah look up wetris that's a that's a fun game i feel like maybe you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that's for dino more oh okay uh no uh, 
spawned many, many different games, many, many different sequels. Yeah. It is a classic, and uh, I still enjoy it. You, you can still enjoy it to this day. Yeah, like how many, how many people had a Game Boy and had Tetris? Well, it's a launch title. Yeah, with it. Oh, it was yeah, a packing title, I should say. Uh, yeah, if you don't have that for your Game Boy, what are you doing with your life? Pretty much. You too could uh, sit under lights and dark when you're driving back from <laughs> yeah. your relative's house, no. waiting for the street light to come so you can actually see what your screen's doing. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Super... Before we move on... Uh, Metroid. Yeah, what? Just very quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got a fun factoid about Tetris. Oh, but also, um, Cat Lake Sparky, Coda, hello, um, just pointed out that research has actually been done showing that playing Tetris after a traumatic event can help prevent uh, the development of PTSD. That's unreal. That's right, because Which your is anger cool. is so focused on those goddamn pieces not coming and falling <laughs> in the right spot that you focus all your energy into the hate and it uh, cures you. That's an official medical um, research paper conducted by me, Eternal Ben Rosenthal. <laughs> uh, I've got a somewhat weirder little factoid. Actually, that? that's, that's pretty weird. Um, so back when Tetris released on Game Boy, Nintendo Power used to run competitions where you'd submit your high scores. And Steve Wozniak, uh, one of the co-founders of Apple back in the day. Never heard of it. Um, he was so good at it and always was at the top of the leaderboard that he had to start secretly sending in scores under an alias. And all he did was reverse his name. So one week, they were like, okay, we're not going to publish his scores anymore. So Steve Wozniak wasn't at the top of the leaderboard, but Yvette's Kainzau was. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept sending in his score getting better every single time they released an issue of Nintendo Power, and it just changed from Steve Wozniak to Yvette's Kai's now every week. <laughs> That's cool. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to shut up. You were talking about Super Metroid? No, I lied. 1985. Super Mario Brothers. Woo! Is it me or you? That's you. Okay. Uh, this came from the Famicom first and foremost, and then came over to the NES uh, when it launched over here. Uh, you don't know how to spell Luigi, do you? No, I switched between using a G and a J depending on which part I was writing. <laughs> which side of their brains having the stroke yeah um, Mario and Luigi leave the sewers behind to traverse the Mushroom Kingdom to res rescue Princess Total from King Cooper later renamed Bowser in the US yes he's still King so Cobra still, over in, yeah. uh, in King Japan King Cooper in Japan on all the to all, like to this day yep still King Cooper often pray well Bowser Cooper Yep. Often praised for its precise controls, which it was, uh, it's often referred to as one of the greatest games of all time. Correct. Coins to collect, power-ups, and secrets made this game so much fun and very replayable. Miyamoto designed World 1-1 to contain everything a player needed to learn the game, uh, which is absolutely correct. Uh, absolute masterclass in mm. level design. Uh, fun fact, those mm. bricks that you smash, yep. yeah, they're the inhabitants of the Mushroom Kingdom. What? Yeah, if you read the instruction booklet of uh, Super Mario Brothers, Bowser actually turns all the inhabitants of the Mushroom Kingdom into those question blocks. Oh, so you're killing them all? Yep, yep, just smash while you're releasing them. Okay. Uh, and another fact, people who uh, say that Mario's headbutting the blocks when he jumps and hits them uh, really he annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, he's jumping with his fist. It's quite easy to see. Uh, but but people like to believe their own narrative. Um, and to those people, I'd say, go to hell, you scumbags. Well, wow, I always quite... just assumed he was holding his hat on. No, he's punching. <laughs> I'm Clearly, I'm so he also punches Yoshi in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, he's sadistic. He's um, a sadistic but the, man. this is the first. This was my first introduction to Mario. Me too. Um, oh, yeah, I, I played this at a friend's house, and I thought it was awesome. I loved it. I didn't have a Nintendo system. 
this is what started. Is that your my, childhood one? This is my childhood one. This is the one that I got when I first got my NES given to me for one Christmas. Wow. The very one. And you can see... It's got like, your save game on it. Yeah, it's a little bit dog-eared and whatnot, but um, cool. I usually have this in a big acrylic case. This is this is my grail item. This is the one thing that I've told my daughter she can't sell when I'm dead. I just want her to hold She's on to She's totally going to sell it. You're going to be dead and not Well, know. yeah, I'm not going to know, but, you know, <laughs> if I guilt her now. Um, yeah, just probably my favorite game of all time, purely for what it did to me and my wallet. Uh, <laughs> it started my obsession with that Nintendo. That could start a court case. <laughs> Like, I became so obsessed with this as a kid. Uh, I've got... And it, it never stopped. I never stopped collecting Nintendo stuff. I've got uh, Nintendo coloring books from the 80s and the early 90s because I was so obsessed with Mario and so obsessed with this game. I still remember going over a friend's house and seeing him play it for the very first time and just my jaw dropping. Yeah. At like, wow. Because up until then, you know, I'd seen Space Invaders and whatnot. Mm. But this was the first game that I owned. And even to this day, it still is very, very special to me. It's just wonderful. Wonderful so, game, wonderfully designed. Uh, you finished it? No, I don't think I ever did. Mm, I don't Anto? think I ever did. I never had the console, so I always played it at a friend's house. Right. And so it was always play for a bit, play for a bit. But you're hanging out and you're doing other stuff as well. Um, I never did sat down. I never sat down and played it from start to finish. Anton, do you ever finish it? Um, not the NES version specifically. Uh, I finished uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on my Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I finished the Mario All-Stars version of this. Right. Um, so not quite the same in terms of... I mean, very, very similar in terms of how it feels and plays, but not quite exactly the same. Um, just a testament to how, I guess, still relevant this game is. It's still being speedrun by thousands of people across the world. Yep. And it's... Like, by it's, people who wouldn't have been alive when yeah, this game came out. Yeah. Even people now, like, who are growing up with video games and being introduced to them by their parents or, or older siblings and stuff are still playing this and being like, yeah, this is great. But it's just fascinating that there is such a hardcore community of people who love playing this so much. They've, on a technical level, gotten to the point where the game is now finishable with 0.5 of a second left being able to be shaved off the time before it cannot be played any better. Yep. And uh, that's clipping uh, through the corners insane. of boxes and everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so Downsy in the chat has just popped out a ooh, decent run in the footage. I'd just like to say you're welcome. I spent all morning capturing this footage. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I spent all morning looking for it on YouTube. <laughs> there is meant. another memory I have of this game. So a cafe that a friend of mine once uh, owned before it uh, shut down, he had an NES uh, set up on a couch. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and one time I was just there with a friend of ours and the only one the couch that was free was the one with the NES there. So while we were having a cafe, I thought, oh, I'll play Mario Brothers. And I'm sitting there just playing and, and because I'd play it so many times, I know this very well, so I can talk and play and, and yeah. I know all the secrets and where to get to the warp zones and whatnot. And after about half an hour of playing or whatever, a friend of mine just goes, hey, look. And crowds had gathered ah. <laughs> to watch me play. <laughs> I like that you make it sound like you're like, ah, I'll just play because it's free, whereas you actually kicked six people off there to get it. Oh, a child probably <laughs> just, just never punched the same. a kid. Yeah. He's punched <laughs> a kid who's, you know, he's now can't turn left and forgets D in the alphabet. And the funny thing was that, um, so I got the high score on it because, you know. Because you can. Because I can. And uh, they thought that 
it went missing and they thought that I got it because my high score was on there. <laughs> and I said to him, that high score wasn't my high score. My high score was on here like that. That was nothing. That was a, a Sunday coffee conversation. It's not my fault you're terrible at games and can't beat it. Anyway. Wow. Mario Brothers, fun for everyone. Next one, 1986. Incidentally, okay. it's not worth $450, which I have seen in a store. It's not worth that. The boxed version. It's not worth $450. It's priceless, mate. It's not worth anything to you. Well, no, no. Like, get rid of it. That, that game is not worth that much money. Uh, 1986 saw The Legend of Zelda released on the Famicom and the NES. Ooh. Speaking of just like monumentous games. Oh, <laughs> they, they really came out of the park strong with the NES, didn't they, with these oh, games? Looking back at the lineup in the first couple of years, like, mm. man, has there ever been a console that's ever done it similar? Well, not with new original IP, no. No, 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 definitely not. But yeah, everything out here that was a new IP, like far out. Uh, so this was inspired by Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones and the, the rolling hills and countryside around Miyamoto's home. You know, growing up, I always thought that was BS. Like Miyamoto used to say that, oh, I used to go around and discover things and these old temples and blah, blah, mm. blah. And I thought, oh, bollocks. Then I went, when I went to Japan for the first time. Walked around his house and he's like, man, got temples. <laughs> yeah, just caught up with him. Uh, no, uh, going around there, we went to some of the parks around Tokyo and whatnot. And they are big and expansive and have the, all these old shrines. And you can 100% believe it's nothing mm. like Australia. Whereas it, there's forest and hills everywhere and there are temples and little things you can discover that have been there for years and probably not seen for, by anyone for a yeah. hundred years and then you stumble across it and it's this statue covered with moss and it's like, man, he, he, wow, this is great. Wow. Hey, uh, Anto, can you skip forward to like gameplay or something of this one? Because it just looks cool. Um, so something I didn't know that I only learned uh, today was originally it was conceived as a two-player dungeon creator mm -hmm. uh, but quickly became the single-player uh, exploration game with underground dungeons that we know today uh, sold a million copies in just over a year. Wow! Like in that was big back then. That's massive. That's, yeah, I'm saying that's massive now. Yeah. Um, all the cartridges were printed gold, except the classic series version, which was printed in standard grey. Yep. Which a bit I, so I, as you know, I recently got this game on the NES um, over the last few weeks. A so, nice gold cartridge. I, the gold. Looks so good. Mm, it does. Like I, I don't have it boxed. I have it in uh, the little, the little sleeve, the little Nintendo sleeve, and I cannot wait to actually play this on my NES. I'm going to sit down one day. How long do you reckon it takes to get through this? See, the thing with this, it's is an open world too. Isn't completely it? open world. So it's, it's so you go everywhere. You will like you can look it up on a read through and cruise through it pretty easily. Yeah, like, I would not recommend that. No, I would no recommend I'm going to go play it. Sitting down. And as you said last show, get your graph paper out if you I've want got to. A graph paper, I've got a graph pad already set aside to draw a map. It's very much Breath of the Wild, but without the tutorial area at the start. It's like, right, there you go. Off you go. Where would you put it on a difficulty level? Oh, it's up there. It's harder than Mario Brothers. Like, easily. Okay. It's, yeah, great game. Again, fantastic game design um, and level design. Teaches you what you need to know, where you need to go. Uh, there are so many hidden things. Okay. I didn't know that there were so many hidden things. Mm. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. But yeah, like we were saying, this is just another one of those games that came out in the 80s that is just created this powerhouse of like a, of a series that just yeah. didn't quit. Like, man, what were they doing? I wonder if they knew what they were doing. Oh, there you go. There's a secret. I'll have to remember that. Lots of entrance to a dungeon. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, do you reckon they knew what they were doing? At the time? Well, I mean, reckon, obviously, they want to be successful. Do you reckon they had any idea how successful at the time? Um, 
I reckon they wouldn't have, surely. I don't know. I wasn't there. I was. I was over at Sega giving them ideas. So what you want to do is suck really bad, is what I said. Well, it did work for me. Uh, Next up, we have 1987 Dragon Quest II for the NES and the MSX. Uh, Microsoft's first console? Second console? I don't know. Uh, The second game in the series greatly expanded on the first with more spells, more items, and a map twice the size of the original. The first game in the series to have multiple uh, playable characters and enemies in a single battle. There are only three save points in the entire game. Yeah, that sounds nuts. That sounds awful. Um, Anto, have you played this? Because you are a bit of a Dragon Quest fan, are you not? Uh, I haven't played this. Uh, I've played the sort of re-releases that have better translations and stuff that came out on Switch a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the early Dragon Quest games because they are absolutely, like, to use an overused term, these early Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest games are the dark souls of, like, traditional RPGs. Yeah, right. Um, they're crazy difficult. Um, they're good fun, but, you know, I think going back to them now, if you want to sort of try out early RPGs, it's absolutely best to go in with a sort of spoiler-free guide to how to play. Mm. Um, sorry, I tried not to comment on the Sega thing a minute ago because I was dying. I've been trying to stifle laughter and not make too much noise over Floppy's comments about kids <laughs> getting punched. By all means, let it rip. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I have, I have played this, but for me, I, I fell hard into Final Fantasy rather than this, and I've got a bit of a problem with the composer of Dragon Quest. He's a very bad man. Mm. done some really shifty horrible awful stuff and he's you know pro like anti other races and cultures yeah, right. so, all right well we won't bring him up anyway yeah, yeah, not a bit. big fan yeah. um, dragon quest 2 hmm. or dragon warrior 2 <laughs> uh then we've got possibly the greatest game of all time so 1988 showed us uh, super mario brothers 3 mm-hmm. uh this came out in the nest and famicon uh, so he control Mario and Luigi to save Princess Toadstool from Bowser again, of course. Uh, it's all flying, play. sliding down slopes, couplings, and a world map were all introduced in this game. Yep, it is the third best-selling NES game ever, at over 17 million copies sold. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know when that was actually recorded, so probably more by now. Uh, Western audiences first saw the game debuted at the end of the video game-themed movie, The Wizard, which I thought was one of the coolest marketing strategies. They put out this movie with uh, Fred Savage. Mm -hmm. Christian Slater was in it Mm -hmm. um, and others. I can't remember. Um, About It was basically, you know, Tommy the Rock Opera Mm -hmm. uh, from The Who about a deaf, dumb and blind kid that played pinball. This is kind of the similar sort of thing. There was uh, a kid that we we would say these days on the spectrum, uh, who love video games and use video games um, as a bit of an escape. And he was really, really good at them. So his brother and a friend kidnapped him and went hitchhiking across America to go to a games tournament. Yep. <laughs> Just keep your power glove off her. Right? Oh, power glove. The power glove was <laughs> shown in this thing. It's they didn't, so bad. It's so bad. They didn't use it. <laughs> they didn't even use it properly. No. Um, but it was in there and it looked awesome. And at the tournament at the end of the movie, the surprise game they have to play for first, second, and third position is unveiled as the never-before-seen Super Mario Brothers 3. Never-before-seen in America. Yeah, in America. Because this was out in Japan for a long time before it came over. I don't know if it was a long time. That was a good couple of months. 
But we also didn't have, you know, the internet and no. all of the reporting there. So no one knew it was a thing. Well, this is where screenshots came from. Yes. A screenshot was legitimately Literally taking a shot a of, a of a screen of a game in Japan. It's Super Mario World where it became predominant. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so people were watching this movie, saw Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first time, and that was the beginning of the marketing yeah. for this game in the, the Western, like, Western part of the world, which was awesome. I, You're I missing loved the that. most important part of that movie as well. Which so I watched this with the same friend that I um, went to his house and first found the NES. Mm-hmm. And, and Did you watch Super it in, Mario in cinemas? No, I uh, wasn't old enough for the cinemas. Uh, I watched it VHS release oh, okay. uh, when it came out. No, I, maybe it was a cinema. All I remember is that they showed the location of one of the whistles, the warp whistles. Oh, really? It was yeah, the first time. And I went, well. what? I flipped out. and then Yeah, we would have seen it in the cinemas, actually, because we went back to his place and we tried all night. Well, I say all night, probably till about nine o'clock. Uh, trying all to- night for a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to work out how to get this goddamn whistle in the uh, first yeah, castle. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, man, so many secrets in this game. This is quite easily the, the best game of all time. This, this is the first where you got like the Tanuki Mario and all that. Correct, Tanuki yeah. suit. Um, without the, what, is the, uh, what, is the tanu- what is a Tanuki? What, a what Tanuki is, is, is a mythical animal in Japan yeah, uh, right. that is a garden. It's kind of like a squirrel. Uh, can transform to other things and has massive testicles. I'd say it's more like a raccoon, but... Yeah, but uh, are we not? Are we just ignoring the massive testicles comment? Yeah, <laughs> Anto, can you just get a, a quick shot of a tanuki for me, please? Yeah, give me a second. Let me just go and search for tanuki testicles. No, not to, you just just look at tanuki. <laughs> uh, there in, there's a Miyazaki film about tanuki that uh, transforms so is it into a human. Thing or is it a real? Is it? It's a mythical thing, yeah, but you okay. see statues of them. Oh, okay. Uh, they're like protectors. They do. Townsie says they do exist, just not magical ones. That's right. They're like drop bears. Oh, okay. If there I can go. There you go. Oh, right. Yep, that's dude's lolly bagging and a half. <laughs> and that's one on the small side. So they use that, like there's uh, characters of them using that as a glider when they jump down from, like they use their, their nutsack for a variety okay. of so implements. My next question was going to be, why have they, why have they sort of uh, fashioned the flying suit out of an animal that doesn't fly? But I don't know. Don't, I, I, I yeah. would have to look into it. But yeah, it's what Tom Nook is also based on. He's based on Tanukis. Oh, okay. Without the testicles. That guy's annoying. Yeah. But yeah, 1988. That's a, that's a pretty gnarly year for a game of the year, 1988. Uh, 1989, final year of the 80s. Mm. What have we got, mate? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES or the hardest game in the entire world. <laughs> uh, one of the first games based on the TV show and made by Konami. It's a single-player action game where you start as Leo... Well, no, you don't. But you can change between characters with the superb controls and sharp, sharp graphics. It sold over 4 million cartridges in the first two years. That is because of Turtle Mania. Yeah, um, everything was Turtles. So while he's the worst Turtle, Donatello is easily <laughs> the best one to play as in this got game. Range? Yeah, because he's, yeah. And what's also really, really cool is that his bow staff can go through the floor and go through uh, structures. So you can stand underneath enemies and just go do, 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 and kill them that way. Is that just glitch? Uh, no, just. Yeah, not program. You can do program. an angry bottom floor renter who's banging on the roof of people being noisy <laughs> above. That's right. Um, but this game is incredibly hard. 
you say the water bomb level to anyone and they will go, oh. I did manage to finish it one time. So the reason it's so hard is that it is you have to swim through this maze underwater. Yeah. So you've got water physics. Uh, but there's traps and you have to defuse bombs and they're like quite often behind electric fences that turn on and off and you have to get your timing right. But you can't stay there too long because the whole thing is on a timer itself for when the bombs oh, are going to blow up. Yes, of course. And the time that you can spend getting to one is so like whisper thin that it is absolutely ridiculous and people will remember that water level more than anything. Uh, you can cheese all these bosses as well. It's pretty good. I just <laughs> want to quickly respond to Dylan in the chat. Um Personally, I think this game is harder than Battletoads. Absolutely. Um, I've finished Battletoads, and I've never gotten past the damn level in this game. You've finished Battletoads? Yeah. Wow, that's an achievement. That's pretty impressive, man. I've never finished Battletoads. I've, I've never finished this game either. Having said that, I watched that guy play Guitar Hero the yeah, other night. Yeah, it's scary. It was unbelievable. Like I've, It was just like his fingers separated from his hands yeah. and just moved <laughs> independently. You know in Ghost in the Shell? In the animated yeah. movie where there's that guy who goes right I'll just type and his fingers go oh, like that and, and they, they, split, they split, split apart and split apart, apart. yeah so he's yep. like got a key on, hand on that's Anto that's Anto playing Guitar Hero fact but they're, they're also separate from his hands and just moving independently like that anyway how good's Ninja Unreal. Turtles my god Ninja what Turtles a franchise amazing. what a cool franchise I've uh, actually been I got gifted uh, parts for the Technodrome oh. the guys at the Toy Power podcast when I was there for their podcast they, um, they said nice. oh well that's junk you can have it if you want and I went, oh, am I better off doing that or better off buying a full one? And Ben just went, don't do it. Buy a full one. And then Trent <laughs> said, well, look, you can have these parts if you want them. And I went, well, I'm not going to turn down parts of a Technodrome. No, why I? would you? Uh, so they're in, in there. For but those people who don't know, the Technodrome was a giant tank-like ball that uh, Krang and Shredder drove around in. Man, Rock Ninja Steady. Turtles. You led the, read The Last Ronin? No, I haven't. Anto, have you heard of The Last Ronin? I know of it, it, but I haven't I read it. Never you, consumed whatever media it is. You should go to Greenlight Comics or Gamma Ray Comics and get the trade. Uh, if you have any affliction with Ninja Turtles whatsoever, I highly recommend it. It's basically the last Ninja Turtles story. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, without spoiling anything too much, three of the four turtles are dead. <laughs> uh, and Whoa. the last turtle brother <laughs> is out to avenge their deaths against Shredder's grandson. You know, I don't know who it is, but I bet I can guess. Take a guess. Do you want me to take a guess? Take, I'm not going to say who it is, but I, I bet you it's Raf. Okay. What do you? Who do you think, Anto? As in, which one's still alive? Yep. Raf. Okay. So <laughs> it's revealed at the end of the first issue what uh, who the brother that's still alive is. Are we right? I'm not saying. You got to uh, read it. It's and it's also written by Kevin Eastman, uh, the original one of the original creators of Ninja Turtles, and it is fantastic. I highly recommend nice. it. So there we go. That is the year of the 80s. That is the uh, game of the year through the decades, 80s edition. Uh, maybe we'll do 90s next week. Maybe I'll keep it every second week or something like that. But yeah. I don't know yet. That's a good idea. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the 90s would be a good time considering... The you amount know. of stuff that came out in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, the 90s was great for video games. Really was. It was. It was the best time to be alive. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do 90s, uh, 2000s, 2010s, which I'll probably bundle 2010s with, you know, the beginning of the 2020s. No, oh, we can do a, a small 2020s, I think. Small Something 2020s like one. Yeah. Are we going to do deals? We're going to do some quizzing. Uh, look, I'll, I ran out of time to do deals this week. I won't lie. It's been very busy. Quiz time. Uh, but there is one deal I would like to actually... All right, very quickly. Uh, to, very uh, quickly uh, do that. Deal! <laughs> um, when I was... I, I began to look at deals and then uh, ran out of time. But one I did find, which was amazing on the PlayStation, mm -hmm. normally $114 and it's down to 28 bucks, is Captain Tsubasa. 
Oh, Captain Tsubasa is really good. So, Andrew, can you find a quick little bit of footage for Captain Tsubasa? Do you know indeed. what this is? I do not. What's the subtitle of this game? Just look up Captain Tsubasa PS4. Just look up that and you'll find it because it's the same game, but this is the deluxe edition. Tsubasa, Tsubasa, Tsubasa. So you can play with up to four players. Uh, has an, it's an arcade football, well, what we would call soccer, but the rest of the world calls football. Uh, yeah, like game including people. the full game, character packs, and a deluxe V jump accessories. It has two story modes and online play. It's like the anime soccer. So strikers. Uh, so strikers, like Persona 5 strikers, yeah. But before the, that, this thing is unreal. They have special moves and everything. The, the best way I can describe this to anyone who's not interested in either like anime or football, it's, it's football Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, that amazing. Is perfect. Like I don't care for for sports in most regard, but like, if you put anime ridiculousness with like this basketball, baseball, any other sport, Shaolin soccer, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, FIFA Ball Z, FIFA Ball Z. But yeah, there's also like they, you know, there's the anime that is uh, this is based on. I think it was an anime first. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also like basketball related ones. You can get cycling related ones where they all have like. Parker is obsessed with the volleyball one. I think. Oh, Haiku, yeah. Haiku, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan so was as good. well. Dan cosplay as the characters that are haiku once. Oh, had a com- uh, did you convention. see that mad mullet? But no, it was a mullet. bright, it was a right proper eighties mullet. Like it was deservingly so. Oh, None of those faux mullets that you see now. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, that is the one deal that I'll, I'll tell you about. It's twenty eight bucks down from one hundred and fourteen. Uh, it's pretty worth it. <laughs> Anto, hello, floppy. Yes, are you ready to quiz? Uh, depends where. You're ready for quiz? Quiz on your face. Man, we should have called it. Are you ready to quiz? You're ready to quiz? would have been better. You're ready to quiz? That's what I'm going to say from now on. You're ready to quiz? Anyway. Please don't say y'all. 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 Howdy, y'all. I am just trying to connect with our largest demographic, which is the USA for some reason. Maybe don't do it Specifically southern USA. Y'all. Maybe don't do it by imitating them. Das Valbeard loves it when I say y'all. I'll tell you over in Discord. I feel like Das Valbeard is not here to corroborate. They will corroborate in our Discord, which you can join over at (laughs) hackthedino.com. Just head on over there. Anyway, y'all ready for quiz? Anyway, I have four (laughs) questions here. Two from me, two from our high-end Patreon supporters. Each question has four possible answers. Uh, We have got uh, the person who thinks they know to yell. You know how quizzes work. It's multiple choice. Yeah. Yell out name, answer, yes, no, get point. Uh, So we'll go through the points. I could have this wrong. So uh, (laughs) floppy, correct me if I am. But we've got Ben S from the Toy Power Podcast on one. One. Trent and Jazz on two two apiece. Brayden on five. five. And Anton Floppy 21 apiece. Is that correct? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you adjusted my score down maliciously last week, but we yeah, are tying I reckon it. I was supposed to be one up, but then you guys were playing like... Uh, silly buggers? Silly buggers on there and changing it. But well, we can leave it 21 apiece, that's fine. No, well, I can up it to 22. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm pretty no, sure... I think I was on 21. You were? You were on 22. That You were definitely a point ahead of me. All right, Floppy's on 22, Ando's on 21. And just be grateful, I'm feeling gracious today. For now. Thank you. Not you. Oh. That one. Right. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay, first question is from Dylan the Villain. Dylan asks, in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, which character would you unlock once you achieved 100% completion? Was it A, Iron Man? 
B. Spider-Man. C. Rocket Raccoon. Or D. Angar Anto. the Screamer. Anto? Does he mean Tony Hawk's Underground 2? I'm just reading what he wrote. I'm going to say Iron Man either way. Incorrect. It's Spider-Man. Correct. Spider-Man. See, I knew that because I've seen the footage. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and I, I also hear it because I remember, but I couldn't remember who it was. I changed one of his answers. His last option was Captain America, but I like the name Angar the Screamer a lot more. <laughs> Real so, character. Sorry, Dylan the villain. Real character. Angar the Screamer. That's a good point. Activision did have a license, Townsy. Yeah, I shouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. That guy. Uh, okay, question number two. What was the first home console to implement online play over a phone line? Was it A, Nintendo with the Satelliview, B, Xbox with Xbox Live, C, Sega with SegaNet, or D, Atari with cans and string? Anto. Anto? Sega. Correct. Certainly as they brought out, didn't they bring out all those SOCOM stuff? Was that with Sega? No, it wasn't. SOCOM was PS2. PS2. Yes. All right, next one is from Michael Towns, who, and I had this, you know how every week I say, oh, yeah, Towns, gave me a long-winded blah, 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 blah. He literally wrote like two paragraphs, this question. And (laughs) I just said to him, are you doing this on purpose? And he said, no, but now that you've brought it up, I will. <laughs> so again, I've had to rewrite this. So this is from Michael Towns. Which classic horror game randomized the... Oh, hang on. No, wait, that's mine. I haven't got Michael Towns here. <laughs> hang on, give me a sec. All right, we'll do that one then while I find Michael Towns' one. Which classic horror game randomized the background noises in order to prevent players from predicting what was next? Was it A, Resident Evil 3? B, Silent Hill 2? C, Dead Space or D, Floppy. Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Floppy? Silent Hill 2. Correct! Damn it. Did you know that one? Uh, I had an inkling. So I apparently... I was reading up about Silent Hill stuff the other week. Yeah, they, they got uh, like pig squeals and children laughing. Yeah, it was all and, the background, like the real background stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and completely randomised it so you, you were feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, so it was like um, not nothing that characters were doing or NPCs were doing. It was all literally background noise. Okay, here we go. Here's Michael Towns' this one. And okay. I didn't rewrite it. I forgot. So you're getting the whole thing. <gasps> According to 2013 study from the University of Padada in India, playing a certain video game for around 12 hours, nine sessions of 80 minutes had benefits for dyslexic children, including re- to their re- reading speed without decreases in accuracy. The equivalent to one year of reading development. The video game they played... Uh, the video game they played, what was their video game? What? I don't know what that means. So there was a study done in 2013 that helped kids with... Dyslexia? Dyslexia and stuff. Yep. Which game was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, how are we? How that? <laughs> Real simple. I think he's doing it on purpose, mate. A. Rayman Raving Rabbids. B. Typing of the Dead. C. Leisure Suit Larry. Or D. Lawnmower Man for the Sega Genesis. Anto. Anto? A. Rayman Raving Rabbids is correct. Did you know that? Um... No, but I had a feeling because it was um, 2013. Uh, it was either like based around like motion controls, and the fact that like Raving Rabbits was like a party game with like lots of words and lots of stuff to do. Yeah, I don't know. I had a feeling, and it wouldn't be like typing of a dead because that's full of zombies and children, and that doesn't go together. So yeah, well, 
you know, you never know. So at the end of that round on Quiz on Your Face, we have got Bennis on one, Trent and Jazz on two, Braden on five, Anto on 23, and Floppy on 24. <laughs> it's getting closer and closer. It is getting I love closer. It, it makes it's me great. nervous. We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games, news, previews, and the other thing that I forgot. Reviews. That's the one. Screw reviews. Who needs them? Not me. <laughs> I just go in blind. Floppy, what yes. do you like being blind for? Uh, you know what? Usually I would plug my um, Instagram page, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to do this oh. week. No, I'm going to go back and go and, uh, go and help out uh, the EB Games near you with the Starlight Children's Foundation. Go do that. Go and donate some money. Go see whatever your local stores are doing and help them raise money for for the kids in hospital. And tell them Floppy Plays Games sent you. Yeah, do that. (laughs) See? that when that floppy place games is an Instagram page with me in it. <laughs> which he usually plugs which yeah if you don't turn off the show before now you would know all about yeah but you've probably already gone hey now that those jerks are gone let's all talk smack about them <laughs> I hey, miss them already really you miss them yep some Stockholm syndrome uh, stuff you got <laughs> going on there what do you do Ben what do I do I throw to you Anto so you can tell me what you do oh okay well uh, I've recently uh for those who don't know or care or haven't listened for the last few weeks. Um, I started an Instagram page dedicated to my favourite series and my collection of Final Fantasy stuff. Um, I haven't updated it recently because I'm waiting on a big ticket item to come through the mail. Is that the one that you sent a photo off in our Discord? Uh, yes, it is. Ooh, uh, it very should nice. be here by Wednesday. Very nice. Um, wow, that was really quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got an item on the way too. Do you? Yes. But yeah, um, I do this. Uh, it's not specifically Final Fantasy. There's often other Square stuff in here as well. So like Air Guys, uh, any Parasite circles? Eve. Huh? Got any circles in there? No, no circles. What about Trapezoids? That nah, Air Guys game was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is that. Uh, I also have a personal Instagram, which is just at Hey It's Anto. Um, there's just, you know, I bought an anniversary controller for my PS4, which is like the grayscale one with the original buttons and stuff. Um, which I found just in a local game store for like so good. 30 bucks or something. It's my favorite controller, that one. Mm, yeah, it's become my go-to when I play PS4 stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, not a huge amount. Uh, I've been pretty busy with work and other non-video game related stuff when I'm not playing video games. So, yeah. I too do things on the internet, but... To see that, you have to go to pay money. Uh, if you don't want to pay money, you can just uh, head to uh, Instagram as well and look up Mr. Benjamin. Uh, that's where I post all my uh, pickups. You may have noticed, if you are following me, that one, I've been posting old pictures from Japan because, God, I miss it. Uh, but also, I've been posting comics because I'm back on that crack. Uh <laughs> I've decided that I want to try and get old X-Men and old Spider-Man comics because they rule. And I managed to swap all my uh, first edition run of the boys series complete uh, for a bunch of old X-Men comics. And they're just fantastic. How many comics did you reckon you got? Uh, I got 107 uh, of old X-Men comics. And And how many boys comics were there? Like eight? No, no, no. uh, Boys ran for about 75 issues and there was a couple of miniseries. No, I had the whole run. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so if if you have old X-Men comics, uh, give them to me. And Spider-Man 2. I'll find Sell a them to him for a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, you can, you've can you seen my games room over the past couple of months. It's been an absolute travesty where I'm bagging and boarding all these comics up and putting True. them all in you order. You can't get in there. Normally what I'm, I'm doing, nervous. I'm buying new comic boxes and putting in runs of 100 in there. 
So I've got Amazing Spider-Man 400 to 499, and then yeah. in the next box is four, uh, 500 to 500. Yeah, it, it's great. I've never done that before. I was always the guy who just sort of threw comics in a box. I went, yeah, there you go. Makes it really hard for organizing now because I've got about 20 boxes full of like 150, 200 comics each. Ridiculous. But I also have a fun little side project called Bad Game Arts. That's Bad Game Arts with an S because... Anto? Uh, because the name was already stolen. Because the yes. name was already taken. That's right. We're, we're, I didn't steal your bit this week. We're co-opting it. We're, we're uh, catchphrase buddies now. Uh, so this is where I go and find the very worst of uh, 90s video game art, of which there was heaps. Um, I've put some up today. So if we go to Chuck Rock. Now, the only thing I'm chucking here is my lunch after looking at that baby. What is wrong with it? I, I don't know. It, it's scary. Is it, why does it look like it's been punched in the face? Because it's probably been punched in the face. But Chuck Rock, the Hang son on, of Chuck... why is there dinosaurs? Because he's a cave baby. Yeah, it's set in prehistoric times. Don't think humans and... Doesn't matter. I don't think light sources work like that as well. I mean, look at, look at his arm. So the light's on the side of his head, and then the light's on the inside of his arm with the club up. That's not how light works yeah, it's I mean, it weird. depends if the arm is like behind the head or not yeah I mean technicalities but you know also it's freaky as hell yeah uh, next up what did I write here Anto uh, just when you thought these designs couldn't look any worse personally as a Sonic fan I think the designs for these characters are really cool <laughs> look at but... the dude in the middle What's yeah, going on there? The thing in the middle, I don't even know, but... Is he nude and painted blue, or is that a suit with built-in muscles? <laughs> I don't know. How short are his arms? Look at his little arms. <laughs> little stubs. <laughs> He's got heaps of muscles, but these little arms that are sticking out the side. Why is his groin a black hole? <laughs> <laughs> blue TV and why is Sonic become his favourite Sonic character. A nightmare fuel. Yeah. Who's the cool gator? That is Vex, the Vector of a Crocodile, also known as Vex. Why is he a vampire? He's a crocodile. He's, he's got a vampire. spiky is teeth it, at the front of a, their face. Look at these fangs. Is he wearing headphones? Yes. He's cool and hip. He's a cool dude. Yeah. They're also a group of detectives. The other day, I was oh, A bunch of dicks, are they? And someone <laughs> yeah. came in wearing headphones that with a little wire thing with the big orange pads on them. Like old school 80s headphones. Nice. But I'm they were wireless that. and they were a re-release design. And lastly, the last one I put up, which was a bit concerned. I'm actually pretty disgusted with this one. Uh, yeah, what do you reckon's going on there? Whoa. Yeah. Um, they're all cop. She's just going to check this out. Yep. Yep. That's- wow. Yeah. That actually saw print. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. This is Chun-Li doing, like, she's like, oh, check out my kicks, guys. Yep. And then she's just realized what the, the game designers have, like, made her look like. That's what it is. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> you don't reckon it's just pervy old people being pervs? Look, it's probably that, but I'm trying to... Yeah. Know. Wow. <laughs> That's... That was a magazine cover back in the 90s, so there you go. That's not even hiding. Nope. Is that... What's his name from, from Street Fighter? Yeah, it's Honda. Edmund Honda. Honda, yeah. Anyway... We've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. Thank you for joining us. Um, I would like to invite you all to my father's funeral. Uh, that uh, Floppy is also invited to, which is strange. Uh, I don't know who actually I'm did that. I'm catering it, mate. What are you talking about? Catering it? Yeah. You, you're serving up some pain from uh, the tears of my uh, family? Cheese toasties. Because my uh, dead father that you mercilessly killed with your bare hands. Yeah. Bare hands. And what's funny is that uh, Floppy actually has bare hands. They've got claws on them. Mm. He just starts slashing people. True. Floppy, what else do you do with your bare hands? 
I mean, that's private, but... Not really. I mean, my father saw it. That's why you killed him. Yeah, it's because of the fur. Mm. Um, it's really good to... It's, it's nice when you do the... 